rubbing the side of my head and then eventually Ooh. like after about eight hours i just threw up she was you were Ooh. rubbing there was rubbing and then oh, and dude was, i made you throw up. i heard about I, rubbing and then i happened it happened, it happened to be it happened to be a year ago uh in april i know this because eric was in town for the 420 uh cypress hill ice cube show and uh had the same thing happen to me but i thought it was food poisoning and I'm looking up this uh, all the information about it and come to find out it was probably a migraine. So if any of you out there who deal with migraines, I have a new found respect and uh, I feel I feel so bad for you if you have those things on a consistent basis, because whatever what I dealt with, I honestly was wishing for death. It was so well, painful. Man. Horrible. Y'all ever well, had those? mushrooms? No, you should probably eat mushrooms for that. I was in a totally different conversation. That was. Yeah. All right. Well, that's fine. I guess we got a show to do, huh? Hello and cheers. Welcome to another show. We're happy you're all with us tonight. We have a great show for you this evening with all types of things and stuff. Stuff and things. things. I was just trying to take over uh, Bob's job there. Please continue. No, you know, you did the other one. I'm sad all of a sudden. And you're back. I looked away for a second. All right, (laughs) hey. It's the Ken Man Show. Welcome, everybody. Hey, oh, Tammy, I don't know. I don't know what makes me think that's the driver's seat. I guess maybe because mm. it's like maybe the American car. Is that what I'm going with? But if that was the case, then it would really be this side, right? Because of the way you're. I don't know. Whatever. No, get well, I just don't like that you're both on top of me, though. We're, we don't. We're, it's not about who's leading the show, but the name of this episode is. You want how much for that concert ticket? So you can probably guess what we're talking about tonight: the insanity, the largeness. The unfairness Ridiculous. of the inflation of the concert ticket Ridiculous. from when Weez was kids up until this point in our lives. So yeah, Ken, man, I know you. I know you've got some things to say, like I do. So roll, roll with it, dude. What's well, the deal I, with, what is the deal with prices of concert tickets? That's insane, man. I mean, you know, it's always when I was a kid. But when I was a kid, we used to be able to get tickets for five, six, eight dollars to concerts. I mean. That was normal. You could actually go see concerts for that much money, and you could see good bands for that much money. And oh, yeah. maybe, maybe they went to ten to twelve dollars, you know. So, in doing a little bit of research, average ticket prices in the '60s were between two fifty and six dollars. So that's kind of where things started. Obviously, the time frame would be today's prices. That would probably be like twenty to twenty-five dollars. So. That kind of is average to what's happened. In the 90s, we kicked up to about 25 bucks for tickets on average. You know, you're getting in for the $20 plus when it was only $2.50 convenience charge from Ticketmaster. That was before the, we'll talk about that later. But $22.50 for a lot of tickets is what you looked at mostly with small convenience fees and things like that. You'd get some of the big ticket items, obviously, uh, you know, Bruce Springsteen, Neil Diamond, Simon and Garfunkel, they're selling tickets for like, couple hundred bucks even in the 90s um but by 2002 average ticket prices soared up to 46 dollars. so that was a pretty big jump right there you're talking about under 10 years from 94 to 02 we saw ticket prices jump more than 20 dollars. so wow um, it was it was over 40 percent you know increase 
just within that time frame right there. And yeah. it was controlled by a few different factors, obviously. Um, but we could get into those into a little more detail later. Yeah, but um, there was definitely an average by genre as well that you would see. And, and, you know, different types of music were generating different ticket sales. And obviously that's all kind of driven by popularity um, at the time. So that changes over the decades. And, and we'll talk a little bit about that too today. I wonder how much Michael Jackson tickets were. $8. I'll tell you exactly how much Michael Jackson tickets were. Because this Cause is he's fact, got one. Oh, the first, concert, the first concert I ever went to at the Orange Bowl. It was uh, twenty eight dollars. Wow, twenty eight bucks, eighty four. That's that actually that was, ex that was expensive. That's that a massive. Lot, dude. That was a big ticket that, right there, bro. Actually, not only the Jacksons, it, it is it. Uh, it's the Jackson Five and Michael Jackson doing his solo stuff. So it's the other. It's the other Jacksons doing I'm the old. That's that's Michael I'm Jackson. Solo. Yeah, so he did all that shit, which I was a massive fan. I like of, that shit. Yeah. That's a good song. I want to. I want to know. And, and since, since you did that research, Ken, man, I know for a fact that if we were to take a line and and draw sort of a graph, we could do the same, have the same line of popular music from the '60s and the '70s, right. the introduction of hip hop, the the uh, the rise of rock and roll, and then the a steep drop of rock and roll and heavy metal when grunge comes which is the 90s through 2000 when at the end of the 90s then 2000s come in is when that rock rap started coming in there was a big mixture of that stuff um as all that stuff is attached and i know what you're you were getting yeah. at and i think the backbone of all of this is the fact that there simply is no record industry anymore right all of those ticket sales were probably driven by albums that were being pushed all these other lines of absolutely it was money. part of what they would do i mean a, a yeah. producer would put this together for a band it wasn't all about just hey you're good we're going to make money on on an album it's yeah. all of it the merchandise the live shows all of it was it, you had yeah. to make it all happen and and those live shows when the production values were also much less back in the day i mean we didn't have lasers and a bunch of pyrotechnics and all of that in too many shows there were a few even in the 80s and 90s they would do but not like today the production no. values just increased so much. But to your point on the genres, it's very true. And at that time, even in the 90s, when you had a lot of that grunge and whatnot, you also got a lot of the, the crossover music happened, at that, or, or I should say fan. You know, there was a lot of people that might have been into to the rap and, and to people that are into the rock, and then all of a sudden people are digging each other's music a little bit more. That kind of just all kind of got together, and there was a more appreciation, I think, of just different types of music from people. That obviously is going to drive ticket sales because all of a sudden there's so many more fans amongst the popular music. And it, at that time in the 90s, there was so much rock, so much hip hop, you know, that it was just, it was, there was so much to go see. There was so much music available. Um, oh yeah, there was. I don't follow enough of stuff today, but I know there's some popular folks that people are paying a lot of money for, uh, for tickets. But um, we're seeing oh, yeah. a huge, huge increase, though. I think even just over the last five to eight years, that that has been a monster, monster jump, even more so than what we've seen historically. I, I know that the, I know that the price inflation, that explosion came after COVID. Because everybody was dying to get out of the house and see stuff right, live, right? Right. So true. But, and I think a lot of that, a lot of the prices were sort of hiding behind like measures taken to keep everybody safe. Well, we've already kind of gotten past that, and these prices are still here. So that you can already tell right away, like folks of us who grew up in South Florida understand. After a hurricane, 
assholes are going to start charging you $30 for a gallon of water just because they can. And it's the same thing with concert tickets. So I've got real quick uh, in, in, in my collection, because I've got a lot of great shows to kind of draw from. This one is a cure ticket from 2004 at the South Florida Fairgrounds, okay? And I want you to see the price there If that once it pops in there. Sorry about that ring. It's, it's like $59 plus $8.65, which obviously yeah. is a convenience fee, right? But this is a festival too. Probably the yeah. only festival I've ever been to. And it didn't matter. We made sure that we didn't get there until the cure came on stage. Regardless, <laughs> three years later, I moved to Denver and I get the joy of seeing them at Red Rocks for $35 with a $10 fee. And this is pretty much, I would say, the same tour. It, it, obviously, it wasn't a festival at that time. But the price actually went down. Now, there's a massive difference here. This is a festival, and that's mm -hmm. a pretty damn amazing good price for a festival. There was probably yeah. six bands. Right. We missed five of them because <laughs> uh, it, it didn't matter to us. But this one was just the cure at Red Rocks, which is right. a pretty freaking big deal. But big the deal. venue, it only holds about 9,000 people. And what was that first one? The, the, the first, first What the year first, was that one? Three years before in 2004 at the Four, okay. Sound Advice Amphitheater. Gotcha. I mean, that just goes to show the jump in some of these things. I remember one of my first memories of a well, big hold on, concert. Hold, hold on one Tell second, me. real quick. The, the end of that line is that fast forwarding to about three months ago when uh, Cure tickets went on sale for the uh, um, shows of a lost world, which is probably their last tour ever. The biggest, <laughs> the most expensive ticket you will get face value, I think was about 130 bucks. So that's a massive jump just from that's that. So right. the, let's let's just say that just to just to see the cure, which we did in Red Rocks 2007, that was about 45 bucks with the convenience fee. Now it's about 150 for probably this much better seats at this point. But that's that's the end point. And we weren't even lucky enough to pay that since a friend of ours who got those tickets for us had to buy them on the secondary market. We had to pay what they paid, which was a lot more than that. Mm -hmm. So uh, we don't want to maybe talk numbers on that one. But when they hit the secondary market that's when it starts becoming the art to the artist thing because it be, it starts becoming how much are you willing to pay to go see this band not how much does it yeah. cost right and that's where the art comes in i think when you start looking at it as sort of like buying art well it's not you're expensive to you, their, but... their, their price gouging is that what you're doing you're you're well, secondary it. markets aren't gouging i mean it's just yeah. it's, it's comes from scalping you know back yeah. in the day and it's just mm -hmm. a, it's a, it's a controlled scalping now is essentially yeah. what the secondary market is we've always yeah, dealt with scalpers man. You've always dealt with people that would buy multiple tickets for shows they know are going to sell out because they're going to sell those tickets on the secondary market for more money. Um, my my point before was that in 1988, I saw Monsters of Rock in the Orange Bowl. And just think about for, for this show, this was Metallica. This was Van Halen, Doc, and Scorpions. I mean, the, wow. the lineup was ridiculous. And Wait, what year? This was 1988. June fourth, wow. to be exact, nineteen eighty-eight. Was that I was only eight years old, man. So, well, oh my God. So I was fourteen <laughs> years old, and it was one of the first concerts that I was, you know, being able to be out on my own with my friends and stuff. Wow, all That's day wicked, show, dude. all That's day wicked. show. I mean, it was you know music all day. It was incredible. But for all those bands 
I looked up the ticket price for that. I mean, I just want just take a guess. Nineteen eighty-eight. What? How much do you think that ticket was? Eighteen. Let's say twenty-five bucks. Wow, you guys were like right in the middle of both of twenty-two dollars for that ticket. Wow, I mean, was like was amazing. To twenty-two dollars to see all those bands, man. I was you were paying at that time maybe sixteen or seventeen to see a band with an opener. Right. You know. Um, so it just it's so, and, and but, they, they put seventy five thousand in that stadium right yeah I was gonna show. say yeah if you were gonna see Metallica they weren't gonna just go to the stadium to see Metallica right. they were gonna play maybe something like James L or I don't know maybe uh, maybe Mark Light or something that they can right. wet their whistle with mm-hmm. but they're not gonna sell out a big stadium so that's wow. when they started figuring oh, if you, out if you go the back and look at that set list too I was looking at the set list all oh, of it too oh, Dawkins man. too I was like oh my god dude that was just, just dream I shit. couldn't believe what I saw <laughs> I don't remember killer, no 14, but but it was pretty amazing that's but, when I would that's when I would want to see Metallica because I've never seen them live because oh, of the, the Black <laughs> Album past and and that was I the only I time I've seen them shit. live that was the oh. only time I've ever seen them live and that was and that was when they did they hadn't released um I don't think they they'd released uh, Harvester, not Harvester of Sorrow, but uh, what's that album called with Harvester? Injustice. Of Sorrow? Thank you. Injustice for All wasn't released yet, but they played Harvester of Sorrow at that at that show. Which oh was wow! My favorite song on, on that album. But, but I saw that in the set list. I'm like, wow, that wasn't even out just yet. So that was it's just, pretty badass. They're yeah, they're good that with was, that. That's for sure. It was really neat. It was definitely a, a pretty cool. But uh, the other part of that too was the ticket was twenty dollars. The, the convenience fee was two dollars and fifty cents. The convenience fees are also something else that we fought i think in the 90s i mean i think uh, eddie vetter of pearl jam almost yep. took it on his shoulders on his own he actually per, per made his own or got with start i believe it was live nation before they were bought out um they were a much smaller kind of ticket eight group but you'd have to buy pearl jam tickets to a separate group you couldn't go to Ticketmaster to buy pearl jam tickets. you wouldn't be able to go to Specs completely bypass them. them saying you and pearl jam at that time one of the hottest bands so he he was able to almost this sidestep that that uh, increase because they thought it was insane from two dollars and change to fourteen dollars twenty even thirty dollars you'll see on some tickets today for convenience fees uh for for Ticketmaster mostly and and those obviously are, are a driver for where there's a lot of the ticket price increases but then you get to the point of like bob was just talking about in the secondary market and that doesn't matter anymore who cares if that was two dollars or 14 or 30 for the convenience fee when you're about to pay triple the ticket in the secondary <laughs> market if you really want to go into the show and and like bob was saying it really just at that point depends on how much you want to spend on that art and you know your financial status has a lot to do with that if you're somebody yeah. who can afford it and you don't care oh, you're going to go I and heard you're gonna, that song you're from spend Cake. that money sorry there's a song from Cake that talks about that how do you afford your rock and roll lifestyle lifestyle yeah mm-hmm. Is well, it you or your parents in that income tax bracket? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's great shit, too. It's a good yeah, point, because that goes to where, like, those those ticket prices are. Um, I found a chart that showed, like, average ticket prices by genre from, like, 2017 to 2021, so something a little more recent. And the highest ticket genre music was, was classic rock. So, I mean, that says something right there, because classic yeah, rock is the money that you've got the people, older crowd. All guys. You've got the gut, the people that have the money, right? And and they'll spend the money to go and see these bands that yep. still you know, got the t-shirt, dude. Right, yeah, dude, right, right. Got, we're playing right. yacht rock on the way in, baby. It's some skin, man. <laughs> I mean, this is so classic rock is was about $120 on average per ticket. Um, and the next closest one was almost $20 cheaper. It was pop music, pop music at 100 
and then Latin music, rock music, hip hop, R and B, all the way down to Christian <laughs> for third about thirty nine dollars a ticket. I so, guarantee they're they're lumping in uh, hard rock and heavy metal within uh, classic rock for sure. I, I guarantee. No, that no, they have hard. a rock category. Oh, where do they, they actually okay. specify that's for like more of that rock? Classic rock is like they have, is like, is like they, have punk, they have a punk. They, they have a punk seventies. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, not well, not anymore. Not anymore, but I mean, well, no, actually, with these, yeah, well, you're right, fucking amen. God, yeah. we're, we're old as hell. So, yeah, anything, anything before 1999, I don't know. No, I don't know. The clock changes to 2000 and the music gets worse, but I mean, still, it's a. Uh, That's for know, sure. Still, there's still stuff to, to go see. I, I guess I'm a part of that. I mean, I, if there's Back a band I want to see, I'm going to go see them. I don't. I don't really. I, I do care. I, I don't like to spend ridiculous amount of money. So I think I've gotten better about trying to just see when tickets are on sale and getting in there to buy. I try to at least buy tickets at you know. Man, at, at we cost. saw Joe Cocker before Even, he went. Okay, uh, he was opening for somebody, I believe. But okay, yeah, he was. He's good. <laughs> That's good. He saw him before he died. So good. good, good. Yeah, what? Um, but but I mean, like the like for Sting. <laughs> Sting in particular was someone that I just I, per, I recently bought tickets for. And he's doing this cool show that I really wanted to see. And I knew it was going to be expensive. So I went in right away to get the $125 ticket, which is by far the cheapest ticket, way up in the way, way, way highs. Wow. I, I don't care because the next ticket is 300 and something dollars, yeah. maybe 20 rows in front of me. And I'm not, I'm not paying that much more to be in the same building. But you might get a sweat bead on them. No, then they're this then you're sexy. paying fifteen to eighteen hundred dollars yeah. if you want oh, sweat yeah. beads, and oh, I'm, that's not, common, I'm not I'm not paying sutra. anybody that. I heard you're gonna be, I heard you're gonna be like doing Kama Sutra on on stage. Oh, when do you get funny? <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, dead air, dead air. So, <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping it would fill with laughter or something. Dead funny. air. I laughed. I laughed. All right, that's good. All right, so here we go. Here we go. I've got another one right here. Another another one that I want to very much pop out, especially since we saw Jay again at the beginning. It always brings my. It always brings me to a very specific band, the oh, band I have slip seen the not. most. Slip. Slip Slayer. Not. Slayer. Oh, it's one of the S's. Slayer. So one of the S's. One of those two. Slip not, one of the SL bands. So yeah, Slayer is one of the bands I've seen vowel. the most. I've seen them four times, fourteen times, and all of them were with Jay. And uh, I have a ticket stub right here from the first time we saw them, which was a Cameo Theater. Come on, you can get in there. Is it, is it too right? There we go. Twenty dollars flat. Nineteen ninety one. Twenty dollars. Two dollar and seventy five cent convenience fee. Cheap. It said it said prices and all tax included, but whatever. We'll see with that. So let's go twenty. Let's call it twenty three. Uh, here we go for the very very last show in Denver. The final campaign. Bottom bottom right here. Hundred bucks. Ninety nine fifty. Ninety nine fifty for the definitely the last time you will see them because they don't strike me as the band that will be like all right we're coming out of retirement right yeah like uh and from some craziness i hear tom Araya is actually a very is a devout practicing christian and uh which is interesting considering his music but awesome yeah but yeah he also (laughs) i I think it's also another way for them to separate all that but however the real, the real big issue, I think, honestly, that because we were talking about the secondary market and 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 what we would call scalpers, which is obviously not the greatest term to use, we'll call them uh, price elevators. But those folks, the very most, when you went to a concert, you first of all, you have to be in person to have that interaction happen to you. 
it wasn't very it wasn't very often where you would just be at a mall and some dude's like, hey, I got Van Halen for twenty dollars more than you really should spend. Like it doesn't work that way, dude. That's how fast times. That's how it works. <laughs> where you go to a concert and then someone's t- just yelling out tickets. We got tickets, and then basically you're paying twenty dollars for a fifteen or a ten dollar ticket, and that's what you were you were you were calling that the price elevation of all that. But there's really maybe five people at a concert you might see back in the day growing up that have the ability to do that because you would have to buy those tickets in order for you to sell those tickets. So. There's only a specific group of people who were doing that at the time. The real, real, really, really, really big issue came when we started giving the public the power to not only purchase these tickets as fast as possible, uh, um, and even and eventually corporations and credit card companies being able to do it in mass. But when we started giving people the ability to buy these tickets and then resell them at a higher value on the same website they bought them from, that's really when shit started getting really bad. Right. Because you weren't going elbow to elbow for people who were who were Slayer fans or The Cure fans or Van Halen fans. You weren't battling those people for tickets because those people probably had a little level of like decency about them, like we all do in the music and and fans. We all are usually pretty cool with each other. We're battling assholes who are just throwing credit cards yeah, at be- seats as fast as they can because they know they're going to throw it up on StubHub and, and get their a massive amount of money and give StubHub a massive amount of money. So. An example is a $220 inflated ticket on StubHub for the cure for the concert we went to is going to net you an extra $85 in service charges. So if you were to spend $220 a ticket for two of them, you're getting $400 you're paying, and then you're paying $160 on top of that for their convenience charges and fees. On top of that, you do what not the... know what seat you are sitting in, the number of the seat. You'll know the section and you'll know the row, but you will never know the seat you are sitting in until 24 hours before that concert from StubHub. Right. Wow. It's a fucking crazy situation. It all has to do with advertising and uh, whatever the case may be. But that's really when it all started going bad because when it was, it was hard enough to stand in a line, a long line at Eckerd Drugs, or when we were doing it old school, we had to stand in line for a Ticketmaster. You had to battle See, all the fans. You're battling all the fans, but now you're not battling fans. You're battling opportunists and people that are assholes and and credit card companies that can go in there that have bots that are able to get in line and select the seats that you that that you will really really want and are able to resell it. Right, like American Express has a little extra section that they have their own little people have their own seats. That's a little different because they they have deals to be able to have tickets already ready for oh, them to resell on yes. the regular market. That doesn't have anything to do with the secondary market. American Express isn't taking let's also advantage not, of that. Let's okay. not forget that the bands are actually in on some of this too. So of course. It, I mean so let, it, let's what? not fool ourselves. There's no there's no reason the, the bands wouldn't be in on this because it, it's they would be the one approving this for it to happen. And why would they not approve more money? There's no stream of revenue from compact discs. There's no stream of revenue from anything other than their tour merchandise. Well, Apple their, their actual actual compact disc. Exactly. People look, don't know. Look, I look have between your legs. But the real situation is that they their only stream of revenue is merchandise and live shows. So that is why the rest of that money is being tacked on. Before they weren't they weren't willing to do that. They weren't willing to gouge us. But now bands are okay with it because who's who is who is really out there besides like the Taylor Swifts of the world that are commanding Ooh, thousands of dollars Beyonce, face value. And Beyonce, man, have you seen those prices, man? 
Ridiculous. Very, eventually, well, it, none it are higher than Taylor's. Better. Taylor definitely Taylor, has the Taylor's highest prices. Wow. Yeah. No She's doubt. up to 13,000 was the most reported That's that somebody on, paid to, for on the secondary market for this even, tour she's on now. They okay, actually, so, SeatGeek has been a group that's done a lot like in this market Geek. as well. And SeatGeek has actually reported that the prices just over the last five years have doubled in the secondary market to an sure. average of $252 up from about 125 bucks just five years I buy ago. That. So Who's a huge increase just in the in the amount of money that people are spending on these secondary market tickets and you're seeing not only the groups of people that have always known about this being a method to make money but so many more people realizing it now too i do it i mean I'll, if i know i'm going to go to a show that's going to sell out and i want two tickets i'll buy four if i want four tickets i'll buy six i mean if i can and if i can get them at face value then and i know they're going to be able to sell I'll do it. I don't generally do it on on a, on a site. I generally have a friend or a couple, somebody <laughs> I know that wants them. Um, and then I wind up selling them at face value anyway. So I'm not very good at this, but some people are. <laughs> and they definitely yeah. make a lot of money. I know for The Cure in particular, they tried to kind of work around a little bit some of the stuff by making it that you had to come. The ticket has to match the name that you, you know, you're purchasing it on. Generally, it was if you bought a ticket, you could resell it, even if that ticket was my name. It doesn't matter. Someone else can go into the show with it. They're going to scan it. They're going to go in. Now, the cure did it so that you have to go into the show with the person's name. You got show ID to make sure that your ticket is with that that you know correct ticket. That's so funny. We bought tickets in the secondary market. I, not, I'm not going to the cure, but my wife's a big fan. So she will be with a friend of hers. And uh, and I we, we paid a good amount for them, but you know she's a huge fan. And uh, that's what it is. We don't need, we know our row, just like Bob said, you know, your section, you know, your row, you don't know your seats um, and you've got to meet these people before the show. And we have to, they have to go in together because they're going to have to show their ID on the tickets that we just bought from them. Very so, odd. I, 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 want, I want to explain really quick. And I know we have a few minutes here. Uh, the Cure did something kind of like you mentioned before, uh, like Pearl Jam did and some other companies did where, okay, th they're, they're, uh, the tickets were going to be available on Access, I think, or Ticketmaster, one of those two, but they're available on there. But you couldn't go to that website in order to get those tickets. You had to send an email to The Cure and get on their email list. And if your email was chosen, you would get an email sent to you the day that the tickets were available for the link that you could go to to purchase these tickets. Now, they had amazingly good prices. And like I said, the $130 were probably the first five rows which at Fiddler's Green out here is amazing. Uh, it's beautiful. It's like Bayfront without the bay, basically, uh, with mountains. Um, but it's amazing out here. So that was the most. So you would you would be locked in and be able to, you'd be only battling people who had registered for the cure and who had been picked at random. So I was the one of the first people in my household to do so. And then my Not wife got chosen to do so. I didn't get the email. She did. And she's not necessarily, you know, she, she can get tickets and stuff like that. But I was also being pretty stingy where we wanted to sit. So things got real wacky. And by the time we knew it, they were gone. Mm -hmm. But they were gone to people who were then posting them back up on StubHub. So On the same day. <laughs> what happened was you basically inadvertently cut off a massive section of your fans that signed up to make, to hopefully get an email from the cure saying they were chosen for tickets but didn't get chosen and then couldn't get tickets at all because of that. And then 
all those other people went in there and sold them on the secondary market. So a, a fifty. So it didn't ticket, work, is what you're trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work because people suck. Yeah. And that's really the biggest issue. We we gave the general public the power to become ticket sellers. Money, money, Are you money, effing money. kidding me, dude? Dude, they can't. Money. They can't even. Signal it's another way to have money to make money. You know, if you got yeah. money, you could sp- have, throw a few hustle, thousand hustle, on tickets. Here's the flip side to that: is awesome. there's a lot of there's a lot of tickets you can buy on access that we do. Like me and my wife buy tickets that are uh, that are great seats, like specific access select seats at a, a slightly elevated price, but really good seats. But you just can't resell them, right? So those oh, are pretty right. cool. Yeah. And sometimes it gets us locked into going places that eventually, if we buy tickets in advance, I can't tell you, I think there's been at least two or three comedians we bought tickets in advance for and just didn't go to them. <laughs> You're like, oh, that was for last whatever, night, wasn't it? <laughs> whatever. No, no, no. We just were like, oh, dude, oh, okay. I'm real tired, man. Work sucked today. Like, it's just, it's weird. It's not, we're not as motivated to go see a comedy show as we are to see a concert, but I think it's more of a commitment for a concert. So. That's true. But I, the tickets are, are, are going up for a lot of these. It doesn't really matter who it is. Entertainment as a whole, I think, is going up pretty high. Uh, Ken, man, what's the most you've paid for one single ticket? <clears throat> most I've paid for a single ticket. Um, I guess it would be the Fish New Year's run. Yeah, wow. there was uh, the Millennium, the Millennial show. That was the you're going to give that number Saturday, out there Sunday thing. Uh, that was four hundred and seventy five dollars. I think it was just under five hundred bucks for the three nights. That's probably the most I paid. Okay, I've paid three hundred and twenty dollars for one ticket to the Misfits reunion with Dave Lombardo playing drums uh, a few years back, which I was dying for, for to happen in my lifetime to have Danzig come back with Jerry. And, oh, uh, and, and, and uh, they played all amazing hits. So I paid, I probably would have paid a little more if I'm being honest, dude, considering what I saw, how monumental that show was, uh, because the most I've paid besides that, I probably wouldn't pay for that show again. Other than that one, there's another one I paid close to, and I wouldn't do that again. But Vic, what about you? I would say uh, it was probably the uh, um, Mars. Uh, it was uh, System of the Down and Mars Volta, and that was like Shit. maybe like I think like a good like that was a badass concert. Yeah, uh, I think it was like, uh, and I had pretty good seats. I think I paid like sixty five. It wasn't even that bad. That's the most you know I mean? paid for a <laughs> ticket. Awesome. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, I've been uh, I've been very fortunate. Or smart. Or smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> some people just aren't concert people either. My wife is definitely not oh, a concert dude. person like I am, but she'll go see concerts. some great bands yeah. and she's seen some. You can love concerts, concerts and just not have the budget to go to them, though. You That's know what, what I mean? it is, man. That's we actually is. saw Cypress Hill recently in a very small venue in Fort Lauderdale, where the person that I was going to go meet there. Has goes there all the time. He's like, dude, you don't even have to buy a ticket. We just hang out outside, man. I'm like, dude, that's so dumb. I'm gonna buy a ticket, and they were like seventy five dollars or something. And he's like, trust me, just don't buy a ticket. They're available still. You can buy them when you get there. So I get there, and man, he's right. This, this area was just like it was all. It felt like you're standing right. there. You could see the band. Even you have to pay yeah, to go awesome. in. That's it amazing. sounded incredible. It was so yeah. We just hung out at a bar, like literally across the circle. You could hear everything, and it was amazing. By the way, Cypress was fantastic. That was a few months back. They were. Man. 
unbelievable. It played They're, all the old stuff. It was incredible. They sounded so good. So the way they suggest uh, seeing Cypress if you get a, if you get an opportunity. Yeah. The way they incorporate Eric uh, Eric Bobo into all the shit, play drums live with them is so good. Yeah, and mixed really well. Is, yeah. Like it wasn't and nothing was overpowering. Everything yeah. sounded. The sound was perfect. 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 Really, incredible. I got to see Very them the la- twice in the last year. Once they opened up for Slipknot most recently, and then last year, 420, they uh, they played with Ice Cube and Too Short. That was amazing. But That's so I've got it. I've got a ticket stub here too. Because here, here's the deal: we're talking about how much they cost. But again, when you when you, it's up to you whether you think you are willing to pay what you would pay for this kind of concert. And look at this: this is this is freaking legendary, dude. Oh, I remember oh, that. Oh man, Billy Joel okay. battling pianos, right? That was, it, it, this, this was their face-to-face tour. Oh, I love that. I saw oh, that in Tampa. Man. That was such a good show. 175 oh, bucks. Man. That's a I lot of dude. money for one ticket, dude. But for yeah, those one guys. But those Billy two? Joel and Elton John. Dude, hey, like, actually, dude, Elton John's Elton John's tour right now is farewell tour that started before COVID, so it's still going on. Is right um, all, right now the highest grossing tour ever. Ever and it's still sense. ongoing, so he's just adding to it. But when he's all done, it's gonna be the highest grossing concert ever. What a guy! Oh, he deserves it. That guy's paying artist. big money to go see that. Well, that's because they're gonna miss him when he's done, dude. That, that guy's big, dude. He's a big deal. Too much money, it's right. That's why you know, you just gotta, yeah. you just gotta get a, you just gotta get a husband that's got money to spend on tickets. Wow, yeah, right? That's, that's and, here, and here we this is my the other. So this I'm, is, not, I'm not. I'm not interested in getting a husband, man. What's wrong? You with need. You? you need two husbands to take this care of. The, the flip He's side of that coin is we get the ability at our age to be able to see some of these amazing legends, and I was able to see the Eric B and Rakim reunion. Nice. Oh snap! Twenty nine dollars plus twelve dollars. You know plus what I'm saying? Like that guy could easily have been like fifty nine dollars, please. Right. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Yep. Like, that's also that's the band. Right. The band being cool about setting their ticket prices at a good understanding. Spot. That's very true. Another very band true. that I've been able to see at pretty much the same rate, which I would say is maybe forty to fifty dollars a ticket, has been Slipknot. And for a band as big as they are, they could easily be doing what a lot of bands do and do what they do to gouge people, but. Um, hey, what happened? I got, un- I got in it. <laughs> Look a little fuzzy, Bobby. Look am a little am fuzzy. I forever? Oh man, it's my eyes, it's man. The, hey, there you, you go. Hey, you know, hey, focused, everything's man. come back into focus. I'm focused, man. The oh, one thing that I had going for me for at least, oh. I'm going to say 12 years, 13 years, was the fact that no matter what, if Jay was interested in going to a concert I was going to, he would just give me his credit card number. I remember I would, this, this I would, deal. I remember I this go. deal. He would tell me about this. This is like, Bob, just make sure I get the tickets. That's it. As just long like, as I get the tickets, he would put the money up for the show, and right. I, I would give it to him. Tell the me day the dates. Of. I know when I got to be there. We'd get a shirt or something, and get drinks or something. It would fucking work out amazingly. But uh, you know, he, he loved that deal. Yeah, you know, it's like I was always like that. I was like, How do you get in all these shows? It's like Bob, nah, figures. He didn't want to have anything to do with it. He does like, I don't know how to do anything. I'm like, thank you for driving a semi-truck and telling me that. That's yeah. great. Not <laughs> and thank you for hear. letting me drive the show today as well. This has been very, very cool. I've enjoyed my experience here in the driver's seat for the entire show, not just for one portion. Here we are, 35 minutes and coming to the end of another fantastic episode. Beautiful, thank beautiful, you, beautiful you. segue. Guys, I don't know. I, I know that we're, uh, most of us, especially in our Gen X age group, are willing to pay whatever the hell we want to pay.
but we're still going to bitch about it because it's ridiculous because we were alive during a time when we probably saw that band for three quarters the price of that ticket. So that's <laughs> and they sounded better. They might have sounded better. <laughs> and they moved around a lot more. The awesome thing is they that move around more. <laughs> they might move around more, but they also have the ability to sound as good as they used to because of the way sound oh, equipment I is know. now compared. Oh, to that's a different show, right? We got another oh, show for that one. Yeah, yeah. How does the, how do those old folks sound so good? But yes, folks, thank you as always chops. for coming and hanging out. This is already episode six. I can't believe it, man. This is I crazy. Know, man. Thank you for all you folks, especially a built different group for coming and hanging out and watching. You and you folks over at uh, the uh, YouTube version of the Casually Serious podcast. Thank oh, you for yeah. doing that. Come join. Subscribe. Subscribe. There. Come on. Subscribe. Thanks. Do it, guys. Just do it now. Do it now. Right.